Hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. How are you doing I am good. How are you? I am doing very well, very well. I'm super excited about our interview. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes. I um, you know, people are always a little nervous at the beginning just because of the way the link has to come out. Because as soon as I log on and I send the link, I'm live and just waiting on the person to join me. So I try okay. to send it out few minutes before so I won't be on too long and you'll get a chance to get settled (laughs) I'm ready (laughs) (laughs) awesome awesome well I want to thank you for coming to the glory podcast and for joining me for um this series that I started actually in November called prepare for the marketplace um my name is Miranda Cobbs and I'm an entrepreneur um author business owner but I also have been working with leaders, business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, and individuals that have some type of brand or some type of presence on social media or just in in the world, um, making an impact on people's lives. And so as I've been talking to visionaries during the pandemic, I'm just learning that there are so many of us that are thriving, but also it has been real life happening. And so yeah. I'm really intrigued to kind of hear from people, hear their stories and give them an opportunity to connect with our listening audience so that um, they can have some more followers, but also just to share what your journey has been. And so thank you for agreeing to be on with us today. And yeah. um, I had a chance to introduce myself to you. I would love if you could tell us a little bit about yourself including where you're from and about your brand and your vision. Okay, well, yes, thank you. Thank you once again for having me. I am super excited um, to be speaking with you, another uh, entrepreneur out here in these streets doing what they do for us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am Letitia, Letitia Sammy Melton. Um, I am born and raised Richmond, Virginia. Me and my family just recently moved to the West Coast. We uh, now live in Las Vegas, Nevada. So that has been interesting for us, uh, especially during during this uh, pandemic. Yes, I moved my family of seven across the world during a pandemic. So, uh, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Um, I am actually an entrepreneur myself. I am the executive director and also sitting as the board president for Three Neat Girls nonprofit organization. Um, my vision for this organization is to build, restore, and solidify the bond between mother and daughter um, through community linkage, crisis stabilization, and resource management. So really providing that uh, stable stability and connection with mother and daughter. I've seen the need of it in my community. Um, especially the population I served in Richmond, Virginia. And so I felt compelled to act. Wow, wow, and wow. A couple things. 
So I am in the process of moving back to Richmond. Oh, wow. <laughs> As you have moved out. So I think that is absolutely hilarious. Um, but also just kudos to you for stepping out with your family during the pandemic and making such a drastic shift. And it sounds like just from, you know, everything that you've shared so far that it is, it's been a great move. So I, I'm just excited for you and looking forward to hearing more from you about Las Vegas. Like <laughs> that's crazy. I love it though. I love it. I'm all about that stepping out on faith let's just do it let's just go yeah let's make it happen and so that is amazing and with your organization three neat girls mm-hmm. incorporated so if you don't mind me asking can you tell me a little bit more about your inspiration because i did have a chance to look at your website okay. and your beautiful orders and how y'all are rocking and rolling and getting this thing going but i would love to hear a little bit more about um what your inspiration was for starting this amazing organization. Okay. Um, my inspiration for this organization really was to provide a need in which I did not have as a young child. Okay. Uh, now, I grew up in a single family home. My mom worked two and three jobs to pay bills so it was a it was um a great disconnect in communicating with my mother on a level of preparing me for real life things okay um i think my mom is awesome she did the best she could with what she knew um but in this day and age it is definitely going to take more. And um, let me see, what year? My oldest daughter was born 2006. 2006, I started working at a group home with young girls. And when we did our group session, everyone had this one thing in common, which was wishing that they had a better relationship with their mother okay so that really and then me becoming a girl mom um I was just like wow and so I I kept getting presented with different uh tasks to serve in the capacity where I am being the mother figure to a lot of young women and my wheels just got to turning you know and life happens so it kind of took a back seat all of my wheels that was turning and even though my vision took a back seat my service didn't So I was still actively in the communities. I was still actively participating in community service, feeding the homeless, so on and so forth. But again, I had now a daughter who I would tag along with me to do all of these things. So now she's able to see me serving and now she can grasp how this works. And so, my daughter really was the the big 
inspiration behind this because even when I was dying down with service because you know that this thing called life you know it'll happen when it want to happen and so a lot of my time I couldn't give and my daughter will always say you know well mom I thought we were going to do this and I thought we were going to do that and even though inside of me I was like man I am tapped <laughs> I am <laughs> but because she came to me and it is things that she still wanted to do I had to oblige so it really started with me understanding that it was a need to pull these mothers and these daughters back together but then not only that making sure I am able to give my daughters what I didn't receive and wish that I had. Wow and wow. So listen, I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to have to get you to come back. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to get you to come back and talk. And um, I'm also in the process of starting to kind of brainstorm about doing some live sessions. Absolutely. So it'll be recorded on the podcast, but actually have some Facebook live chats. Um, I'm not sure exactly when that will launch, but I have done it in the past and just having some real life conversations with um, men and women about real issues yes, that affect yes. real people. So I would love to bring you back on to talk about the whole mother daughter connection and even maybe have your daughter yes, with you. Absolutely. So that we could talk about that. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So listen, I just salute you, Queen, for being. Out here in these streets, but also for loving, you know, women and and their daughters and girls and their moms like that right there is huge. It's a huge need. And even for myself, I work in the human services field and there's so many different layers of pain that we see with our community, you know, and it's important for us to tackle that one place at a time and everybody doesn't have the same assignment to to work with it but I just salute you for being willing and able to serve and to support you know because I truly believe that women that we if we're healthy and whole then we can heal our communities and so that's gonna take a take a lot to do that but I can go on and on about that but thank you I appreciate you sharing that inspiration because I was just blown away like wow like for you to come up with such an amazing idea yes you know based on the needs you saw that's just so dope let me tell you really quickly this story that I shared because it is one of my my greatest stories I am um, also a community health worker and I worked in the you know Richmond housing areas and I had a mom come to me I mean hysterically crying um, not knowing what to do it was her daughter's birthday and she had no money to purchase a birthday cake for her daughter okay after getting this mom to calm down, I said, well, I have an idea. How about we do this? How about I take you to the store, we buy cake mix, I facilitate with you and your daughter 
how to bake her cake. So after the mom looked at me like I'm, I have totally lost my mind because she has never baked a cake before, let alone with her daughter. So she was like, well, I don't know about that. Well, can we just get some cupcakes? Can you just buy me? If you're going to buy me, just buy me some. And I was like, nope. This is going to be an activity for you both. So we went to the store. We spent less than $10 buying cake mix products, things that she needed. I sat and watched her and her daughter bake her daughter's birthday cake and it was the best time for her daughter to this day when I see mother and daughter they still take me back to that story and every birthday since she has been baking her own cake (laughs) every birthday since (laughs) I love it yes so, you know, it's it's very important that we find the time to get back to doing things um, prior to all of this technology. Because technology has taken over. It has literally taken over all communication. And now some of our children just don't know how to communicate because everything is so shorthand. And everything is just you could you can say it over a text, you can say it over email, you can say it over a, a text message, and it can go to like all these places at one time. Like you know, it it is amazing when I even uh, bring things up to my daughter. I'm like, okay, you know, y'all know, there's no cell phones at the table, and you would think I would have said no cell phones ever. <laughs> I'm just saying for this 20 minutes while we're all here at the dinner table, it's no cell phones. So yeah, it the the communication definitely has to come back full circle. Because what were we doing before this awesome technology came? So yeah, that's what I try to bring. I, I try to bring my, my parents back to see. Absolutely. And I think that is so phenomenal, so needed, so valued, all of that. It's important for our communities to be sustained and to thrive, especially because, you know, right now everybody mostly yeah. is home. And so if we shut down again, it's like, yeah. hey, what what's going to happen? You know, we could definitely, we'll have to do an <laughs> offline, talk yeah. more about that. <laughs> But yes, I just love it. And look at the legacy and the tradition that you created with that mom and daughter, just from you teaching mom how to use something that she didn't even know she had access to, to be able to build a relationship with her daughter. And that right there, her daughter will remember that forever and ever because those moments have been created. Awesome. Well, you've, you talked about your vision, you talked about yourself, you talked about your inspiration and, you know, reason for starting. What is your definition of vision? To me, vision is seeing something in arm reach where you can act. 
See, the only reason why we see things, in my opinion, and, you know, I should say for me, I see things that I am supposed to act on. And this is for me. Um, Because when I have a thought process and and I see, and it's like, oh, you know, that'd be dope. Then I have to act on it. I have to do it. And sometimes I have to jot it down because I will get... You know, my my ADHD side kicking in and I just, you know, have all this stuff <laughs> lined up and not complete anything. But vision for me is seeing something that you are supposed to be doing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so whatever you're singing right now, so, you're supposed to ooh. be doing that. Wow and wow. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to have to write that down. I will quote you as I write it with your name behind yes. the, the quotation mark. Goodness, that yes, is so deep. You are seeing it for a reason. You know, and everybody's vision is different. And I used to get mad because I would talk about my vision and people wouldn't understand. And I'm like, well, why you know I why are you not understanding what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> but it's my vision. <laughs> you know, and so I had to learn that it's not for no one to understand. It's for me to see it and me to do. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's important for for visionaries to be connected to other visionaries because there are things that you can, even for me, I have a completely different vision than what you have, but me hearing about your vision is igniting the vision within me and it's affirming the vision within me because I'm hearing that if you're able to carry out the vision you have, then I am able to carry out the vision that I have. And the vision is huge for both of us, right? It's like, yeah, we're just scratching the surface right now, but it's so much bigger. You see all types of things and you can really see it when you're a real visionary. You can see it. (laughs) Nobody can tell you that you don't see what you see. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, yo, I see this and this and this and this and this. And it's, it's just interesting. I was just having a conversation with somebody today about a specific vision that I have. And I had been a little discouraged about it. And I had a session before you and I did our call with that group. And like, it was the most, ver- we, we, are, we were used to meeting in person and we had to shift when COVID transpired. I was doing all the stuff online and the attendance was really low and I just was like, do I still want to keep doing this? And I got so discouraged. And tonight we had great attendance at our session and it was like, everybody was in, interacting and engaged. And I was just like, yes, I know yes. I saw this. <laughs> I know I saw this. So I have to keep, I have to keep carrying it out. And a part of that vision is to give women safe spaces to be able to gather without having to have their hair down, their hair up. You know, just bring, let your hair down. Let's talk, let's chat, let's regroup, let's just be, right? 
And I was like, maybe they don't need this. And when when people start logging in the Zoom, ting ting ting, I was like, oh, okay, well, I was right. Let me let me keep going. And I I kind of shifted the session based on what I needed mm-hmm. for the session. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and once I presented that, it was like everybody popped on. So I said, okay. See? So that was this your is the vision, vision. <laughs> that you were supposed to do. <laughs> exactly. And it goes back to, you know, seeing seeing it yep. and doing it, right? So it was the need for me at the time when I started the organization was to be a safe space, but to have a safe space, but also to create a safe space yeah. for women. And so it's like the transparency piece, and there's so many different things with that, but I just appreciate you sharing that because sometimes I think as visionaries, we can get so, you have tunnel vision because you see the end of a thing or the big picture of a thing. And so you got to build it slowly. And it's just, it's just amazing. So listen, Leticia, what, what or who has been your biggest inspiration during this process of you creating three meat girls? Do you know this might sound weird, but my husband, uh, my husband has been my my biggest inspiration. Um, he stepped out on faith back in uh, 2005-ish um, and decided to be an entrepreneur, right? And I wasn't there yet, you know? So again, he seen a vision and he was trying to share with me his vision, but I wasn't seeing it and I couldn't understand so I was like, yeah, no, nah, I don't really see how that's going to work. And did you know that we got all these bills? Let me just remind you, you know. So he has been adamant <laughs> and he has been, you know, even after failure, after failure, he still did not shift how he was going to continue to move forward. And me starting this organization, even though I have this vision, um, I have definitely encountered roadblocks. And it is scary to encounter these roadblocks and then these roadblocks make you second guess if you should like you were just saying you didn't know if you should because you know attendance was low and things like that but you have to stay consistent in your vision and my husband has definitely I've thrown in the towel for him several times Um, (laughs) but he has definitely kept going and that has inspired me to keep pursuing the vision that I have for this mission. Absolutely. I love it. And I don't think it's strange at all. I think, you know, just from what you shared, 
that was what you needed to see to be able to have the faith and confidence yes. to start yours, you know? And so everybody that I've asked that question has had a different answer. And I'm always intrigued because, you know, many times it's easy for people from the outside looking in to, you know, think, okay, your daughters are your biggest inspiration, right? But for you to say, no, my husband, let me tell you why, you know, I think that's so dope. And your transparency in it as well, um, is it going to encourage somebody that's listening to you that they want to start right. and they may have some fear, you know, and just trying to figure out which way to go. Um, and so with that, you know, what advice would you give someone who wants to start a business or a brand or a nonprofit or someone who maybe has started and needs to relaunch or refresh in their journey of entrepreneurship? <clears throat> I tell anyone who would like to sit down and have a conversation with me um, in reference to starting a business or starting a brand, do not fall in love with the glitz and the glam of having the title business owner, my own boss, CEO. Don't fall in love with your face being plastered all over social media or, you know, all over flyers and, <clears throat> excuse me, here you stand as, you know, I am the CEO of whatever your enterprise is. Don't get caught up in that because when you do, you lose focus of the vision. Because before you have the glitz and glam, you definitely will have some rainy days. Why? Because this is hard. This is not easy. <laughs> starting your brand, branding, starting anything is not easy. And too many times we just get caught up because as entrepreneurs, we show all of our beauty on social media. So it looks great. It looks fun. It looks easy to someone just scrolling social media and they seeing us and they're seeing our flyers. And you know, we took all that time and got our hair done and our picture set and we got that picture just right to be posted everywhere. So it looks easy but it's not. So don't get caught up in that. Stay true to the why you started. Don't deter from that. Yeah, don't, don't deter from that. Because people sometimes like to go in business backwards. They like to start at the top with all the, the glitz and the glam and the fame and all the likes and the loves and all that and then work their way down and it just don't work like that. Not at all. <laughs> they only knew. As I was just sharing, you have days where you're yeah. like, should I really still be doing this? Right. Do, I, do I need to shut this down? Is this over? Did I go in the wrong direction? You have all kinds of, of things that transpire. And just, and I say this all right. the time, life is happening to you 
as you're building this vision and then you have stepped out on faith mm-hmm. and that requires overhead and so there's a sacrifice level of sacrifice that you have to make in order to make certain things happen or to see certain things happen and it it's not going to always be easy you know but we both are examples that as visionaries that you can still see success and success doesn't always have to look like a check um it can look like some other things and so oh my gosh i have so enjoyed talking to you and just connecting with you and hearing you um i would love to be able like i said have you back on to talk about a little bit more about your inspiration um bring your daughters on you know hear from them and get some just some information about you know just that mother-daughter bond because a lot of people are dealing with that i see that on a daily basis in the job that i have and it has just been very interesting but also heartbreaking at the same time and so for our listening audience um, Letitia, like, how can we get connected to your brand? How can we reach out if there's someone who wants to be a blessing to the vision or someone who wants to serve or just get connected with you and follow you? And if there's any other things that you, because I, I feel like you probably have some other projects or something or other stuff that you're working on. So there's other things that you have your hands in that you want to share about, you know, the floor is open. You okay, can definitely yes, share what absolutely. Um, well, I am on a few social media platforms, Three Neat Girls. Um, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, all three at Three Neat Girls. Um, our website is www.3ngnow.org. That's 3ngnail.org. You can subscribe. You That's really how you keep up. Follow us on the social media platforms. I love sharing um, information, especially information from the community um, and, and events that is going on and happening all around. Um, I definitely share that. And you are absolutely right. I am currently working on a project. Um, and I will share because, and this is my first time sharing it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, <laughs> so yes, I am working on a podcast <laughs> project right now as we speak. And it is called Bra Talk. B R A Talk. Yes, I am a woman that the first thing I do when I get home, and this is just, let's keep it being transparent for you tonight, y'all. <laughs> uh, I take my bra off. I am so uncomfortable. I am, I, I feel like I have been squeezed tight all day, okay? And so I have to... I call it letting go. So let me unwind. People unwind in different ways. You know, some have to go in and take their shoes off first or whatever. Nope, not me. I can still have my shoes on, but I'm going to take my bra off. And then we can talk. Then all the kids can come and hit me with all the questions that they have for the day and all of that stuff. But the the actual um, meaning of this podcast is to 
have conversations with women that we no longer have with each other. And for some reason, we as women, um, it has come, it has become a world of competition versus a world of, hey sis, how can I help? You are not doing the same thing. How, you know, this is a resource that I have. This is who I use. This is what works for me, you know. Um, but because it seemed like we are more in competition with one another, we can't really get back to having those simple conversations. And I feel like we can't because every time we talk as women, it's in a, a setting of business and we can't be comfortable. You know, we're not comfortable. We, we're wearing some type of hat. Either we're wearing our CEO hat, our boss hat. You know, so some of our blockers are up where, nah, don't don't share too much information. And nah, nah, nah. You know, but I'm going to tell you, once you take that bra off and you relax, we can then have a conversation where both of us will end the conversation with a game. Yep, absolutely. You've said a mouthful with that. And I, I really salute you too, because we need safe spaces as women to be able to talk and share and not have the mask on. And so You're in right. some aspects, the bra is a mask. Because <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> it keeps mm-hmm. you lifted up. It keeps you composed. Right. It keeps you, you know, we go on a whole nother tangent with that. But it, it just, it has a whole nother connotation but if you look at that just from a day-to-day perspective and you think about what mask we wear and the fear of unveiling yourself or you know some people I wouldn't dare leave the house without a bra type of thing you know unveiling yourself in that regard and you talk about making a connection with your sister you got to be comfortable with yourself <laughs> and and have it swinging for somebody to be able to, you know, be able to be comfortable enough to talk to you and vice versa. So I think that's so dope. Well, listen, if there's anything that I can do to help you um, on your journey as a podcaster, please let me know. Um, I'm definitely here to answer any questions you have or just like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this session or any um, advice I can provide. I definitely will do so. I actually am going to email you something that came to me. One of my friends who had started a podcast a year prior has sent to me. So I'm going to forward you what she sent me. And so that feed into you um, for some good information that was helpful. Yes, um, ma'am. Yes, this was awesome. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come on and talk to your people. Thank you. No problem at all. Thank you for coming. I have enjoyed our chat. I look forward to part two. And um, I hope you have an amazing evening and check your email. Thank you. Thank you so much. I look forward to part two and and future uh, endeavors. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. 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 We definitely will be keeping in touch because I 
feel like there's something we are going to yep. end up connecting Absolutely. on, even I if it's just people, like, hey, sis, listen. Once I'm connected with um, you, I am connected. <laughs> so we are now connected. <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm the exact same way. Exact same way. <laughs> You're welcome, honey, and many blessings to you and your family Thank during you. this holiday time. Absolutely. And, uh, Thank you. And you guys enjoy the later. holiday as well. You too. Good night. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good evening. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I am blessed. How are you doing? Walking in the fullness of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm so happy that you're on with me finally. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm super excited. I'm honored that you even asked me. Thank you. No problem at all. No problem at all. We are live and recording. Um, want to just first say thank you, thank you, thank you, and congratulations on your new accomplishment, which I'll get you to share about a little bit as um, we prepare to get into the interview. And so what I typically do is, you know, we'll go through the questions and if there's something that kind of sticks out or something that Mm -hmm. you want to share additional, you definitely can feel free to do it. But it'll just be like a conversation between you and I to get to know you um, and let our listening audience get to know you as well um, so that we can get you some more followers, some more sales and some more connections as you continue to go forth and build what God has given you to build. How does that sound? Amazing. I am in agreement with it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, to our listening audience, I'm super excited to have a very special guest with us on on today, tonight, this afternoon, whatever time you're listening to us. But for us, it's this evening as we're interviewing and talking. And so I want to first just ask our um, beautiful guest if she can introduce herself in her own way and share a little bit about herself, including um, if you could share where you're from and what your brand and your vision is about and anything else you want to share about yourself. All right. Well, I am honored. I thank you so much um, for having me on, Pastor Cobbs. Um, You know, uh, divine connection, you know, favorite connections. But, um, you know, my um, name is Chanel Monique. I am originally from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, well, Chapel Hill, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I moved to Virginia almost four years ago and started over from scratch, from um, nothing but the clothes in my car. And so um, I've been in Virginia almost four years. Um, I have a, uh, I'm a nine-year lupus survivor. Um, they gave me, they five years, they told me that I, I wouldn't live past five years with lupus. Here it is nine years. Um, and so I'm super excited about, you know, defeating the odds. Uh, you know, the doctors may say one thing, but God has the last say so. And so um, also my I have a brand called Chanel Monique. 
Monique, which I do a lot of prosperity coaching. I do, um, I'm a lupus activist. I also am a newfound author. <laughs> I'm excited about that. That's, uh, and also I'm a speaker. I've been speaking for over 10 years now at different conferences, events, and um, any kind of schools, any kind of, uh, and then I've, I'm one of the award for 2019 for being uh, a a volunteer, volunteer of the year. And so I I love to give back. That's, that's, I'm a servant first before anything. And so, um, and then also I have um, Chanel Monique, um, which is celebrity style hairs, which is a hairline. Um, And then I also am a wellness coach because health is wealth. And so I have a health and wellness line that I partner with Total Life Changes. And uh, I wear many hats, but most of all, I'm a mother of a beautiful, amazing daughter that's mm-hmm. 21. Um, that's my that's my why. So I, that's a little bit about me and what I do. Um, I don't know what else you want me to say, Pastor. <laughs> I feel like that was a lot. <laughs> I love it. You can actually call me Verinda. Okay. This is not formal at all. So to my sister queen, Chanel, like snaps over here, honey, you are making a multidimensional impact in the kingdom of God and doing big business. I love it, love it, love it. Congratulations on becoming, an, I'm going to call it like it is, best-selling author um, and all that goes with that i'm an author as well and i will tell you there's nothing like releasing that first book mm-hmm. it's just like an exhilaration excitement a joy just a mm-hmm. sense of accomplishment to share any part of your story with the world and become vulnerable so that somebody can get what they need and so i'm super excited and proud of you and all of the many hats you wear on a side note, I got to get with you about this hairline, child, because I am all about the slay of the hell being real. <laughs> so we will talk offline about that. I need to see what you got so I can get ready for 2021 because mm-hmm. I got new woman to walk in. I need to be slayed. Yeah. So yeah. So listen, I'm super excited to hear all that you have going on and the different hats you're wearing and the impact that you're making and about to make. And that's just an amazing accomplishment, especially being a black woman. And um, it's been so great because I've been able to interview several black women for the series that we're in called Prepare for the Marketplace. And so you are speaker number eight, um, which is ironic because eight in biblical numerology means new beginnings. Mm -hmm. And so even as you're stepping out in your newness, becoming an author, you are the eighth person to be interviewed during this series. So I appreciate your time and I appreciate you. Yes, thank you, thank you. So let's get into this this interview because I know some people are like, okay, so let's hear more about Chanel and all that she has going on. But I wanna ask you this question that I've asked everybody and I've just gotten so much insight from it. What is your definition of vision? Um, Vision is, being obedient to what God told me to do. That's my definition of vision. Um, Because without him, I wouldn't have the eyes to see, the ears to hear of what, you know, what to do, what to, because 
I, 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 I ask him every day, what is it that you want me to do, Lord? Because he will make your ways prosperous. Uh, you know, I've tried it on my own. I've done it by myself. I've tried, I bumped my head so many times that I don't want to bump my head anymore. And so the vision that he has, the destiny he has for my life, I want to walk in that because I've already know he prepared the way for me. He, he said he ordered the steps of a good man. I want I want to be his step, my steps to be ordered by him. And so my definition of vision is just doing the will of God, what he wants me to do and being able to hear what he say and being able to see the things that he want me to focus on. I love it. I love it. And it's, it's so amazing because each person that I have asked that question to has a different kind of um, response or different you know just perception of what vision is and I I agree with you 100% because in order for your vision especially as a woman of God a man of God to come to fruition you got to be able to see what God is saying because a lot of times you can't see it in the natural you just got to believe that it exists and that he's going to reward you as you seek him to actually see it through and so um, this is not on our question list, but can you share with us like what was a part of a vision that God gave you that you're walking in now? Maybe something he shared with you and you had to like implement the steps to get it to be like fully birthed out. Well, back in when I was diagnosed with lupus, um, I, I wasn't doing what God wanted me to do. I was doing everything that I felt I was doing it my way. And so when I got diagnosed, God took everybody away from like, he didn't take everybody away. He would, everybody that I thought was in my corner left me when they called and told them that I wasn't going to make it. Nobody came to say goodbye. And so when I prayed to God that night, I said, God, if you get me through this, I promise to give you the glory and I, I mean, just praise and honor and worship you all the days of my life moving forward. I won't rattle the fence. I won't, you know, I won't go back. I won't, yet I get weary sometimes, but he always comes through with a blessing and an encouragement. He has somebody give me an encouraging word. And right then, that night, I made it through that night. He gave me a vision that my story, don't be ever scared to be who he called me to be. And, and that's what I've been using ever since then was things that have happened in my life that I've overcame to help someone else because people, they can hear you talk all day, but if you ain't got no experience, if you ain't went through nothing, they don't believe nothing. They don't believe it. If they, if you can't testify about it and they, they, they know it's real, you can't help nobody. Uh, and I'm not saying it that if people they went through nobody, nothing they can't help, but they can give up people a, a encouraging word. But if somebody see that you authentically made it through something and you got over, overcame it, and you still going and you didn't let it stop you, that 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 gets a person to engage, to trust in the Lord. That see a look, okay, well she did it. I, I know God can do it for me. And so when he gave me that vision, he said, you know what, Chanel, you losing your hair and um, and your hair is coming out due to this lupus. You're being diagnosed with lupus. And I had some beautiful hair and I, I and, and it made me insecure when I start losing my hair. 
it made me look back like why me lord and start questioning him but why not me and so if i'm gonna wear some hair why not i create my own brand because everybody want to know who does your hair who always why is your hair always so pretty how do you do it and i start okay so here go me why am i sitting here advertising someone that ain't giving me a penny off of it why don't i make it make me money you understand and so i started my hairline when i started losing my hair i started buying you know getting wholesale wigs and and selling them to other women that were losing their hair and trying to talk, make them feel beautiful and make them feel happy and you know when you got some good hair on you feel good <laughs> Yes, honey. Say that. You feel like a whole person to change your whole <laughs> attitude. But and so and that's what celebrity style hair is. It says don't be like the rest, be like the best with celebrity style hair. And so that's my slogan for celebrity style hair. So I started that line. And then when I started Fight for Lupus, I have a oh, I forgot to explain that. I have a um about to be a nonprofit. Um and I start, I, what I did with my uh, fight for lupus is I started celebrating life. I didn't talk about what the, the, the illness was doing to me. I was talking about what God brought us through. I was glorifying the fact that we made it through. Not the fact that we, you know, we're dealing with something that's fighting against our body and nobody knows because we look good on the outside, but the inside is is, is bruised, it's bleeding, it's, it's so much going on. And so then I was put in a hospital and they told me I needed a kidney. <sighs> when they told me that my kidneys were failing, it was like, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. And so I formed Fight for Lupus. Now Fight for Lupus is partnering with people who want to donate kidneys and liver to people to people in need of uh, of kidneys and liver. So I'm matching donors with uh with survivors so that they can have a chance wow. to to live. Cuz a person only needs one kidney and one liver if they got a good one and a person only needs one good good one to live. That's why God gave us two, <laughs> you know, I believe. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, and, and it, that vision he gave me when I went in the hospital and I needed a kidney and the doctors told me, you know what? You ain't got no insurance. It's four hundred to $500,000 for uh, a kidney without insurance. And I was like, $500,000? I might have to live without this thing. <laughs> But that I went into like, how can I help others mode? I took the focus off myself and I started putting it on others. How can I help somebody else not go through this? Every time that I go through something in my life, God give me a vision to help someone else, to encourage someone else, uplift someone else, do it for someone else. And what I do for others, God will do for me. And he turned that diagnosis around and my kidneys would start to function 100% after they flushed them and gave me some um, some antibiotics. And it, it's my kidneys went back to normal function. And so those are some of the visions that he gave me that I've been using to, to, to help others. It ain't about me because it, it's always bigger than us. Everything we go through is bigger than us. Absolutely. And you're absolutely right with that. Everything that we do is so much bigger than us. And I'm just like so proud of you because there's so many things you could have done opposite and just quit and threw in the towel, but you persevered. 
and you not only persevere, but you showed up for others, you know, and you're serving them and people's lives are being changed by that. That sounds like ministry to me, honey. <laughs> yes, it, it is. It is. <laughs> I don't know if you needed to hear that, but that's what it sounds like to me. Ministry all day long. I love, 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 love it. So with all of that being said, is there someone or, you know, something you had talked about your daughter being your why, but um, as far as your biggest inspiration or supporter during this process of you becoming a visionary, an author, you know, uh, a mogul, basically, <laughs> helping coaching others and to be able to get to their next level, proving health and wellness, you know, helping people to be able to stabilize their health. Like how, who has been there for you as you have served others? I was watching your, um, your live the other night and one of your pastors on there said, myself, myself, my God and myself. And that's, that's the, you know, and when you prophesied it to me on one of the things that always, I, I, I've been there for myself. I, I, I never gave up on myself. I never let anything defeat me. I never let anyone tell me that this is the end. My doctors tell me, oh, you have a 50-50 chance. I'd be like, no, God has the last say, so I should live and not die. And I start declaring the words of the Lord. I, and that's because nobody can encourage yourself like you can encourage yourself. Uh, and so like David, I encourage myself in the Lord and I picked up my big girl panties and I keep it moving because nobody is, I mean, they, you know, people love you, but they don't, they don't, sometimes they going through stuff themselves that can't care what you're going through. And so I just, I, it, you know, I watch and I, I study and I, I, I have, you know, people that I inspired by, but the person that has been through all this was myself. I showed up for myself doing all this. Amen. And I call that resilience, the ability to bounce back without quitting, the ability to bounce back under pressure, the ability to keep going in the midst of difficulty, strain, stress, distress, all of that kind of stuff. And even with the session from the other night, I'm not mm -hmm. my pain. I was just so blown away because there are so many leaders, so many successful men and women of God who have had so much pain and trauma and God's grace, strength, mercy, power, all of that has kept us going. And for many of us, you know, we may have had sprinkles of support, but a lot of that support has really come from God. So I just, like, I'm just so proud of you. I'm over here like, whoa, because, you know, I don't know you personally, but when, you know, you see social media and you see, you know, different aspects of people's lives and that could go for anyone from the outside looking in, you never really know a person's story mm -hmm. unless you talk to them, you know, and even I tell my staff and my interns just to be the learner, be the, be the observer in some cases, because there are people who are going through things. And when you earn the right to be heard, then people will allow you into their space but also you want to be able to listen to their story so for the fact that you're willing to share your story with us through what you've overcome 
Now, I'm not even to say been through, but you're overcoming and you're thriving and you're succeeding and moving forward in purpose. Like, that's just so well, dope. I just love it. Love it, love thank it, you. love it. And thank you for, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to get off subject, but, you know, you didn't know that all the hurt that I had been through, like all the, the things that I've been through. And when you did that, it opened, because if a person can see past the Chanel you know, the, the Chanel on Facebook and see that, that, you know, I am a person. It's just, you know, I don't let stuff, I don't glorify, you know, the obstacles. I glorify my Lord. I make him bigger than what my, I'm going through my problems. I, I, I speak, you know, the things I want to see, not the things that I'm going through, you know, and I, and I pray for others when, and I know my heart is heaviest. Like I wake up at four and pray for others when my heart is going through the most pain. And for you to even see that, that made me open up to be able to say, okay, I can, tr you know, I can trust this. This is, you know, cause you, nobody wouldn't have knew. I don't, I don't wear it. I don't wear it like that. I'm always, you know, like you said, dolled up, overdid. I'm overdid. <laughs> I'm overdone. <laughs> so that, no. As I say. Yeah, I was going to say, as I say all the time, queens <laughs> recognize queens. So <laughs> cut from the same cloth, child, understand. And it, it's a blessing. I was talking to somebody yesterday about the fact that, you know, many times we don't look at the fact that we don't look like what we've been through and use that as a method mm -hmm. to celebrate, you know, God, but also as a testimony to others because sometimes people mm -hmm. see the outside and they don't know the story and even for myself i'm learning the power I, i've told a couple people recently like vulnerability is not weakness it's strength because it takes a strong person to share your truth to share your story to share mm -hmm. your experience to let you into their life and to kind of unveil what you've gone through um to them you know what i mean it's something that it takes a strong person to be able to do that. It's, it really, does. really does. It took a lot for me to write the book. It took a, a lot of vulnerability to tell people that part of my life, like to even come out and, and then, the, you know, to even share my story on, on, you know, Facebook and things like that. It takes a whole lot because I don't want to be weak. I, I, I'm always taught to be strong. Uh, my mom don't show emotion. My mom don't show emotion at all. And so, just seeing her strength and I know she get weak I know she cry and she has to but I I just know that right. you know I've seen it and so and I've never seen my granny cry I always see them just mustered up and get it done so that's mm -hmm. that's it's just hard it, and, it, I, and it's hard for me to be vulnerable it's just hard <laughs> it's just hard completely understand what do you know <laughs> we'll definitely have to chat about about that a little mm -hmm. bit more offline and so um yeah so god is just yeah. good he's just faithful and the fact that he keeps us going you know and we make a decision each day to get up but he already before we were mm -hmm. in our mother's womb he knew us and he called us and that's the blessing in all of it lesson in all of it so listen this is not on here either but how do you manage wearing all of these different hats what do you do to take care of yourself you have any hobbies or anything that kind of keeps you balanced as you're serving all of these people 
Yeah, well, you know that, um, like you, I'm in the um, mental health field. I, I'm a, um, I work for ThriveWorks, which is a mental health counseling. I am one of their top enrollment specialists. So, um, and I talk to people daily that I sign up for counseling or whatever they're going through. I get them the correct counselor uh, for their needs. And I have to listen to so many stories, so many things. I think I listen to more than the counselor listen to because I'm I am the one that's fitting in with the right counselor. So I know their life by the time I get them off the phone. And that's my day job is and I work from home doing it. Thank God, because dealing with the traffic and the the weather and all this other stuff, I I definitely would be in a, you know, a a different place. But God, thank God for God. Thank God. But also, you asked me what I do to try. First of all, I, I'm grateful because some of the I, I I have an attitude of gratitude first. That's that's how I keep myself together because it could be worse. I'm talking to people that are just keeping. They keep me grounded because I thank God that I don't have those. Not to say that you know I want them to go through anything. I pray for them when they get out. I get off the phone with them because I can't be spiritual on the phone. But they hear it in my voice. They hear it. They can feel it in my spirit. And so I I, I pray for them, but. I look at their situation and I thank God that I don't have the problems, you know, that, and I thank God for him keeping the props, some things away from me, you know, protecting me. Uh, But I do, what I do for fun is I write, I have a studio in my house. I have like a whole, um, and and the pastor asked me this um, the other day, we was on this um, event, um, Pastor Logan. And she asked me, she was like, what do you do to keep yourself sane during this time? And I have a studio. I have a whole lights, camera, action, backdrop, uh, green screen. I have a, a professional camera. Uh, I have all of this in my house and I just create. I do like, I try to create and, and, and brand myself. You know, it's like, it's fun. It's not a, it's not work, but it's, it's like I create videos. I try to learn new technology, new things to, to enhance my brand. And then another thing that I do is I go to the beach mm-hmm. and I'll get me a room by myself and I'll sit on the balcony and I'll watch the water and I'll go ride, I'll ride horses. I'll go, you know, um, I wanted to jump out the plane. I want to skydive next. That might be my next thing. I said listen I'm I was a daredevil when I was young she used to ask me when I was young oh just because your friend jump off the bridge you go jump off the bridge I said if I had a parachute <laughs> but you know, I, I like to try new things I like to go out and I go shopping I'll go to the outlets by myself you know I mostly do things to replenish and be by myself and have peace and quiet because that that's my tranquility is just peace and quiet and to think and to think about God's goodness, what he's doing in my life and stop, you know, thinking about what I don't have or what I've been through. I think about what he's already done, like, and just, and I, I'm just so grateful because it could have been the other way around. 
and I and I think about you know my my auntie passing away almost three years ago of cirrhosis of the liver. Three months later, my granny passed away, you know, of a, a, a stroke. And so it just I thank God because it could have been the other way around. He could have. He spared my life. So I got to continue to be grateful and just think about me being alive is just, I mean, it's just a blessing. So those are some of the things that I try to do. My studio, beach, you know, and can't really do too much during the quarantine, but those are some of the things that keep me safe, even though I'm high risk. I completely understand. Completely. We have a lot in common too. I absolutely love it. What advice would you give someone who wants to start a business or brand or who wants to add an additional stream of income to their life? What I would, what share, would with share with them is get a mentor, a coach, somebody who has been through it and be a student at the best. Take notes. Uh, serve that person, um, you know, and and, and 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 watch them, watch, study, study the craft. I tell you, I bumped my head and I've done so many things in business because I didn't have those people that I felt like I could trust because everybody would try to, you know, screw me over or didn't want to work with me because of their feeling that I would outshine them. And I'm not even doing anything. I'm dulling myself down. I'm I'm putting on raggedy clothes. I'm 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 not doing my hair. I'm putting on a, a scarf. Like I'm dulling myself down to make them feel like I'm I I'm a I'm not a, a how do you put it? They put a parasite what what's in your hand and uh, uh, uh um and and what was it um I forgot how Mike Murdoch put it, but I, I want what's in their head. I want to learn. My biggest thing is to learn. I don't know mm -hmm. everything. I'm a student. I want to watch. I want to learn. I want to know. I want to know how this works. I want to know how that works. Get to know how everything works. So therefore, when you start your business, you know, I pay people, but I, I know how to do what they do in case they don't do it. Mm -hmm. And so you have to learn and be a student at best. I tell them to get a coach. And if you got to pay somebody to teach you, get paid to get taught. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth the, the headache and the mistakes that you're going to make along the way. <laughs> I'm telling you. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, absolutely. I believe that wholeheartedly. Even for myself, I have several mentors. I have a coach. I have people who I can bounce stuff off of. People can be like, no, mm -hmm. don't do that. That's not, no, don't do that. Do this. And this is what I did. This is how I did it. Here's a blueprint for it. Don't reinvent the wheel. There you go right there. Okay, boom. And then there's an impartation that comes mm -hmm. from you mm -hmm. sitting under that person as you end up gleaning from them from observation. And I was sharing with one of my mentees the other day. I said, some things are taught and some things are caught. When you, when you learn because somebody taught you something is one way. But when you, when you catch it because you've been sitting underneath mm -hmm. of them and the lifestyle they live and you have an opportunity to be in this in the room, mm -hmm. it prepares you in a whole nother way than what a class would prepare you. Like you can learn a lot from a class, but it's mm -hmm. nothing like serving. It's nothing like showing up. It's nothing like supporting, you know, just being in that space 
a safe space for that specific person mm-hmm. that you're working with. You know, it's important. They don't understand it. I They'll learn though. I'm, it, I'm telling you, a hard head make a woo, a, 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 a expensive mistake. <laughs> just, just have to say that. Listen, tell your neighbor, honey. Tell your neighbor. So our last question that's coming up is how can we get connected to your brand? You've shared a couple of things that well, you're working my, on. How can we get connected um, I had to your got brand? my uh, website revamped. So it's ChanelMonique.com. It's live, but it's being uh ed- modified as we go. And then that's my that's my brand, Chanel Monique, ChanelMonique.com, celebrity style hairs. My celebrity styles hairs is on there as well. Um, and the, also my uh, I um, my health and wellness ISO T all the you know detox cleanse one hundred percent all natural um, products organic because um, you know health is wealth. But um, and also you can go on my Facebook page is um, and and definitely stay connected with me with Chanel um, Monique Mitchell and it's M O N S Chanel. Let me spell Chanel out because some people spell Chanel wrong. It's S H A N A I L. My mama was very <laughs> different. M O N I C K Monique, which is French. <laughs> it took a long time for me to like that name I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you for real to be and i didn't I mean to get off subject i know i don't know how long we got but it took a long time for me to like the name that god gave me and that's because he gave it to my mama and she gave it to me so he get god gave me that name and it took a lot for me to say chanel monique because I didn't like their name. I didn't want to be Chanel because uh, everybody used to say in the projects, you think you better than us. You think your name's Chanel. You think you all that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to have that attention on me. So I used to call myself Monique. I changed my name to Monique and everybody know me now was knowing me mm-hmm. long time ago as Monique because that was a more hooder name to fit where I was at. So I tried to fit in, but no matter what I did, and you'll learn in a book that no matter what I did, I never fit in. I never fit in in that in that in that place in that in the projects. I never fit in. And so when I started loving Chanel Monique, that's when everything started opening up for me. When I started loving Chanel Monique, and then that that's what my my changed my whole name, changed my brand, changed everything. And so it's Chanel Monique Mitchell, my last name, um, on Facebook. And or you can go to Chanel Monique M O N I C S Chanel M O N I C K on um my fan page, on my YouTube page. I have subscribed to that. Um, and you can reach all of this on Chanel Monique.com. All of this is on there. Go uh hit those little icons and you can connect with me and leave me messages and things like that. Man, that's so awesome. So I will make sure that I include some of that in the description under the podcast so people can find you and they can make sure they spell your name correctly. I'm, so I'm big on that you. now because, you know, back in the day, like they used to say, you know, our names are, you know, defined. Used to, they used to try to say our names defined us. They used to say Chanel was ghetto name. Um, and another girl said, oh, your name's Chanel, you ghetto. And I'm like, no, my name is Chanel. 
Chanel. You know, I used to have to it, it correct them and spell it, you know, for them. And so it just, it was a lot behind his name thing. It's just, <laughs> so I'm big on spelling my name for people to have them say it correct. I want you to call me who God calls me, Chanel Monique, <laughs> you know? That's right. That's right. Let's get it straight. Make sure you mm-hmm. speak the name because there's an anointing on the name. Mm-hmm. You know, favor on the name. And God gave you the name. So yes, he definitely he has a plan for what he's gonna do with your name. Awesome. I have so I have so enjoyed myself talking to you. I gotta bring you back on. Gotta bring you back on. But before we go, I wanna find out if you can let us know when is your book release are you having a party yes. a launch party or anything like that so we can yes ma'am we are and I, I, I know you uh agreed to be a guest speaker on there uh yes so the book release is going to be on the first on new year's day at 3 p.m if um and you can go to authorschanelmonique.com to get the to, to register and if you want to get a book, you can get a book from that, that link as well. It'll be up in just about a, about five or 10 minutes. It'll make it hot. Um, but um, you can definitely go there and get the, it, it, it's a January the 1st at 3 p.m. I didn't want to do it too late and not too early. Because um, I know we have uh, some kind of, uh, we sometimes we can't bring it in at church and we don't leave church at one or two o'clock depending on the Holy Spirit. So, uh, or if we watching it on video, so, but yeah, I'm super excited to have you as a speaker, uh, Miranda, and I'm also excited to have the visionary of the book. She didn't want to do a party, but I told her, I said, you know what? This is my first book. I'm going to go all out. I'm just telling you. I was just telling you, you don't want to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate this thing because this got some of my life in there. <laughs> Listen, tell the truth about it. I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to celebrate with you and to speak and to share. I'm so honored well, that you, you would trust so me well. to you, that. You such a blessing. So well you talk so well and I've seen your, you know, your work. I've been on so many of your uh, events and, and and supported so many things you didn't even know, but you know, <laughs> just I've been working. And then I, and, and like you said, queens Aww. recognize queens. And I know that you have a word that will, you know, that will give definitely give the people a word of encouragement and you'll definitely give them true facts. And that's what I love. I love somebody that give people true facts and a word of encouragement while doing it. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Chanel, I appreciate you for being on with us. Thank you for spending this evening and sharing your story with us. And I look forward to bringing you back for part yes, two and all the amazing excited. things I just God's about to do in Thank you so life. much for having me on. It's definitely you wouldn't even know what it definitely encouraged me tonight how it encouraged me tonight so thank you you are very welcome and i'll be ordering my book as well that'll be a christmas gift to myself i do (laughs) you're welcome hon you're welcome god bless you you have a good night and god bless you all for listening thanks All right, good evening.